cliffcentral.com What does this button do? Please, please, do not push the button. You have no idea what it... What the... Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Leroy Segev on cliffcentral.com Okay, Doki, it is another episode of Talking Tech on CliffCentral.com. And my name is Liron Segev, known as the Techie Guy. And today in studio we have Daryl Lennington, RT News Africa. How's it, Daryl? Good, and you? Good, good, good. Are you ready to rock this? Hell yeah. Okay. We're talking very, very cool tech today. Today we're talking specifically Windows 10 that has taken the world by storm. And we've got Anthony from Microsoft who's going to be telling us everything we need to know, answering all our questions, everything that you guys have been sending in. We'll be able to get down to the bottom of that. But before we get started, we want to start off with Jeffrey Mann, who is the Vice President Research Symposium Chair at Gartner. And we have him on the line. Jeffrey, are you there? Yeah, good morning. Hi. Good, good morning. How are you? Oh, doing very well. Good. Where are you coming in from at the moment? You, who is... Today I'm in France. Uh, just for just, you know, just because as you do, right? As one yeah. does. Um, so to have you tell, I mean, we've got this, the, the Gartner Symposium that's coming up, and it's always kind of one of the highlights of the tech scenes where Gartner kind of lays out the scene to let us know what is happening in tech. So what's this year's topic all about? Well, one of the main themes that we're doing is really building on the idea of digital business that we introduced last year. And the focus this year is going to be moving from the what is it, what's it about, why is it important, into the how do we do it. And I think uh-huh. that's really going to be one main, one main to really uh, one one way to really look at uh, the overall thrust of the agenda, what we're going to be talking about. So it's going to be looking at some examples of some organizations that have made this kind of a shift, who've been looking at that intersection of the digital world, the tech world, and the real world using Internet of Things, things like uh, sensors and uh, uh, big data to be collecting lots of data and, and using all of those ideas to be able to create new types of products and create new types of new types of value. So it's really kind of taking that next step to say not just, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, change is coming, but what do we do about it? And are we being practical this year, right? A bit, well, we always had practical <laughs> uh, sessions. I mean, I'm not going to say that we're always, uh, we try not to have our heads too much in the clouds, right. <laughs> but we... But because we've had some more experience, you know, mm-hmm. we've been talking about a lot of these ideas, whether it's, you know, sensors in cars that can negotiate when there's a car crash to, to find a wrecker and, you know, and start the process for uh, uh, emergency services and things like that. You know, that was just some examples. But now we're getting a lot more coming from retail, travel, government. So, you know, so it's as it's, uh, you know, so it's uh, we kind of have that experience of what other customers have d- been doing that will help customers in South Africa begin to make that same kind of transition. Yeah, but I think it's great because it will be keeping it very local as well so we, it's not just the theory of it of something that could happen kind of in the states for example where they've got 4g and 5g connectivity everywhere but also kind of making it local uh, you know relevant for a, a local audience and what's really really cool this year is, is about your innovator program as well so tell me about that yeah, that's something we we started this year. Uh, we've done some similar things at a couple other events in other locations around the world. Uh, but that was some specific feedback we got from our steering committee and from other, some other customers that they did want to hear. You know, Gartner is quite good at taking the worldwide trends and bringing them mm-hmm. to Africa. But they also wanted to hear a bit about what was going on there. So we're doing – there's going to be one session which is focusing on a, a hype cycle of IT in Africa. So it's looking specifically oh, at, uh, nice. you know, what's this, the state of those kind of things. 
things, and the Aspiring Innovators Program. That's when we're really looking at startups. So we've looked to find some interesting small companies, uh, early stage companies that have real products out there, and we're going to kind of really be putting them on the main stage to say, sure. you know, what is it that they're doing? I mean, but that's a, that's a great stage for a startup. I mean, if it's the who's who that's going to be in Africa is going to be attending the symposium. I mean, that's you can't get a greater platform than that. Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good chance for them. In fact, that was one of the uh, yeah. What, what, we are trying to be careful in terms of how we chose them because you know we we didn't really make it a, a you know it's not a sort of a you know a, you know, a voice of South Africa or something like that where it's uh, yeah. you know, it's not a contest necessarily to find the best you sure, know sure, because sure. we did want yeah. to find a representative of uh, a representative choice of companies that are doing interesting things. So now, would you be able to name a few of the African startups attending the symposium? Uh, yeah, there's a couple that we found. There's one, um, uh, one called Wise Talk. Yeah. Uh, so they are looking at it's a, a social business platform which is really focused on communications with employees. And one of the things they do interesting, they do interesting things with SMS and chargeback and ways that people can kind of build up uh, phone mobile phone credit uh, for participating and engaging in some of those communications. So okay. that's one that was really kind of built around a lot of the uh, uh, the telecom infrastructure, which is more specific. Uh, Pacific in South Africa. Uh, that was one that we're doing. There's another called uh, uh, Build, uh, which is a um, an application development. It's a, a kind of an easy way to be setting up websites, yeah, so yeah, that you can very mm-hmm. quickly get uh, websites up and going. Those those are a couple examples. But I, mean, I think what we're going to do, in fact, on the show, I think we're going to get a whole bunch of them in and kind of um, yeah, let's chat to them. If yeah, it'd be great to chat. To the guys are, are at the Gartner Symposium, so clearly they have made some sort of a cut. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to get in touch with your organization and get the guys on the show because I know um, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of them that I've reached out to already um, and they're, they're, they're doing some really, really cool and interesting things and I think when people think about South Africa and Africa, they need to realize that this is not just, uh, I know we're on the tip of the world but some awesome technology is coming out of here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. I think that's a great opportunity both for the, the the companies to get out there and also for organizations to be able to you know buy some of these products and you know get some stuff that's guess, local as sure. well. Sure, I like supporting kind of our local environment as well, um, where the guys are doing what what they're supposed to, starting a job, you know, starting a business, employing people, contributing to the economy. Um, you know, it makes it, it it makes sense to me. Um, so if people want information about the symposium itself, um, is there a website URL they can go to? Was it under your uh, name, yeah. Gartner? Yeah, certainly. Gartner.co.za. That's the uh, that's the site that has the link to, uh, link to symposium. Uh, yeah, has link to symposium. And, and when and when is the actual event itself? Uh, uh, the end of September, twenty-eight to thirty. Okay, perfect. And then I believe it's still in Cape Town, right? Like as it is, has been yeah. every year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. We're still in Cape Town at the uh, convention center. Uh, well, if there's any excuse to go to Cape Town, this is, has to be one of those. Uh, it's such an awesome experience. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you, Daryl, you've attended the Gartner before. Yeah, yeah, I have. It, it's literally packed when when you go through it. It's got such a great vibe to it as well, mm-hmm. and the amount of information that actually gets pushed out of the symposium is. Absolutely phenomenal. And I think what I like about it is it is actually the blueprint going forward. So you, if, if you're there, you can literally get kind of the insider track to what's happening, real world stuff. So you can make business decisions based on that. Yeah, definitely. Well, all right. Well, we like it. <laughs> uh, Jerry, thanks very much That's, for taking your well, time. Good to hear. Thank you. <laughs> um, and we look forward to catching up with you when at the symposium. I assume you're going to be out here for it. Oh, certainly I'll be there. All yeah. right. Fantastic. Then we'll definitely hook up once we see you, once we see you down in Cape Town. Awesome. Okay. Brilliant. Okay, thanks thank for you. your time. See you there. Chat to you guys soon.
Sure. So that is um, Gartner. I mean, Gartner is always cool because it's kind of, you know, we all talk about the hype cycle and we all yeah. talk about, you know, whenever you see those presentation of what's coming, it comes from the symposium and mm. it comes from real research on the ground stuff. Um, I want to see what is the African component to this because, um, you know, stuff that happens in the U.S. might not necessarily appeal to us. Yeah. So – that is one, one, one big advantage of actually being down there and networking with the right people. And it's the who's who that's mm. actually attends these symposium. It's awesome that they're focusing on startups as and well. I dig, I love it. I think, and, that, and we're absolutely going to follow up. I made a note here to get a lot of these guys in and maybe kind of we do like an innovator, Gartner innovator kind of segment on the show in the first 15 minutes. Tell us about your business. Yeah. I mean, some love of that. the stuff that these guys are doing is Just incredible, right? Amazing. But I think what I also like, the, the, the thing I really dig about all this is that the fact that anyone can do it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be based in Silicon Valley to launch this multi-million dollar company. You can actually sit here and come up with this. I mean, these guys, Wise Talk, for example, it's SMS based. Yeah. Um, we all thought SMS was dead. Well, guess what? Not so much. All right, cool stuff. So after the break, we're going to get um, Microsoft. We're going to Anthony in here. We're going to talk to us about all things Windows 10, why you should be getting it, why when you click the icon, you haven't got it yet. Have you done something bad? No, we'll let you know after this. Is cliffcentral.com. And we are back. Oh, that caught me off guard. Uh, Daryl, <laughs> who was that track that we listened to? That was Taylor Swift, and the name of the song was I Know Places. Is this your sexy voice? <laughs> it's, it's my trying to, trying to get my sexy voice on you. Oh, it's something. Oh, yeah. All right. Welcome back to Talking Tech on cliffcentral.com. And now we are speaking all things tech. We're speaking specifically Windows 10. We've got Daryl um, Lennington from IT News Africa in the studio. Hey. And also we've got Anthony Dory, who is the Windows Business Group Lead, Microsoft South Africa. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Greetings. Um, okay, lots of questions have already been pouring in when we told them we're having this topic, so people have already kind of started messaging in. If you haven't and you go and get your questions in, please do that. Daryl, what's your um, your Twitter account? It's at Daryl Lennington, or you can catch me on at IT News Africa. Okay, and otherwise get a hold of me. It's at Leron underscore S-E-G-E-V, um, or on the official WeChat ID, Cliff Central. I'm on, on WeChat or on Twitter at cliffcentral.com. If you use this thing called a telephone, it's 0861 <laughs> I'm not sure who does these things anymore. But I anyway. phone quite often. Um, all right. So let's, let's talk Windows 10. That's obviously the big launch that's taken kind of the world by storm. Um, CNN says Windows 10 is seriously great. AOL says Microsoft wants to help in changing the world. WideMag says before we go any further, you should upgrade to Windows 10. So obviously quite a positive response to Windows 10. So why Windows 10? Let's start there. Well, you know, I think most importantly, the Windows 10 is the best Windows ever. And, and I think we, you know, we, we say that because we haven't built Windows alone as Microsoft. You know, we've got over 5 million Windows insiders around the world. 
insiders of consumers, small business, large enterprise that have been helping us not only test the products going back as far as September last year, but at the same time, you know, giving their feedback. What's great? Uh, what innovations they want in the product? So it's really been the biggest collaborative project on the planet to to bring this next operating system to market. Well, I think that's kind of is, is obviously key because as soon as you kind of involve the customer um, and they help shape the product, then by the time the product comes out, it's what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, kind of what what has been what has been kind of the the rollout? I mean, what's been the thinking behind getting people involved? Yeah. Well, well, I think also the, the, the other important message to land is if you look at Windows 10, um, to all of our uh, customers that are running Windows 7 and Windows 8.1, it is a free upgrade. You know, so this is a, a significant change in the way we've taken our product to market, the way we've included customers. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of exciting features within the product that we've enhanced it with. Okay, so before we get to the actual features, um, I've got a question here from Angie who says um, she's clicked on the reserve icon. She's waited patiently for the 29th. The 29th has come and gone, and she hasn't got her Windows 10. What's going on? Yeah. So, so I think very importantly, you know, we've had an overwhelming positive response to Windows 10 globally. Um, even on the, the first day, we've had over 14 million um, upgrades take place. So we're really appreciative of that, of the, the overwhelming response. But when it comes to actually uh, getting your upgrade, um, even in South Africa, you know, the real process is when you get your, your notification pop-up on your taskbar on the bottom right of the screen, you know, to proceed to reserve your upgrade. Now, the reserve the upgrade does two things. Uh, first of all, it, it does put you in the queue. Mm-hmm. So it's an invo- a very important step that everyone do the reservation. And then during that reservation, you have the option to include your mail address where the upgrade notification will come through to you the minute your upgrade is ready. The reservation process also helps uh, check your device for compatibility for Windows 10, which is a very important Absolutely. step. We, you know, we, we're carefully doing the upgrades because we want every every customer on the planet to have a good upgrade experience. You know, the team is working very hard to make that. But obviously, we're queuing that. So, you know, we've, we've done the upgrade rollout to our Windows Insiders, the 5 million odd that... Um, uh, and I alluded to earlier that it mm-hmm. helped us build the product, and then it's followed by those that are in the reservation queue. So the simple step is make sure you res- reserve your upgrade, and you will get a notice in the next few days, few weeks, to inform you that your upgrade is ready. So now, uh, the upgrade's only for legitimate Windows users, right? Correct. So now, say, for instance, I don't have a genuine copy of Windows on my machine. How do I go about upgrading? What's the process? Besides going to jail and collecting two hundred, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, the you know b- because the the upgrade won't uh, work on on an unlicensed uh, version. Yeah. Um, the if you wanted to purchase Windows ten, you know, the option would be to go to retail and, and actually buy a, a retail copy. Okay. Would you have a price point for the retail copy? Well, we've we're in the middle of uh, landing the retail prices, but they align very closely to our to our global pricing. So, okay. if you look at Windows 10 Home, mm-hmm. um, it's 119 dollars. So, you just translate that in terms of the currency. So, condition. there's definitely a way to get a legitimate copy of Windows. But that, that's, a, that's, that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, out of China, for example, we've seen that more fake copies are there's more fake than legit. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are really keen to get this new Windows 10. And the question is, well, yes, all right, so I got it 
an evaluation copy in inverted commas for the last 10 years. Um, I now understand I need to go legit. What do I, what, what do, what I need to do? Um, so I think that the message here is yes, you can do it. Um, but just buy your legit copy and that will be it. Exactly. Correct. I mean, obviously that's the, the cleanest way to buy um, your licensed uh, version. Um, there is a way where an unlicensed device can get upgraded, but it doesn't change the license state yeah. of that unlicensed version. It sure. remains in an unlicensed state with watermarks prompting the user, um, you know, and encouraging them to, to move to a licensed model. But are you finding that kind of the day, I mean, in the olden days, there were a lot of, a lot of illegitimate copies of these things floating around. But now with a lot of the um, hardware coming pre-installed, with, with a version of Windows, are you finding those numbers kind of decreasing or are people still kind of doing, doing their thing? Yeah. I, I think people have become a little bit more aware to piracy in general. You know, I think it's across all industries. It's not just limited to the software industry. In, in sure, fact, sure, even sure. the media industry, it's, it's, it's changed quite significantly for the better. Okay. I mean, that's quite, uh, that's quite a thing. I mean, we're talking about pricing. Um, a lot of the questions that we've got through are one year free upgrade. Then what? What's going to happen then? Okay. So I, I think that's uh, a key message we do need to to clarify. So the upgrade is is available to you on your on your mm-hmm. license device for the first year. Um, that license is a perpetual license for the length and breadth of the device that you use. So if you choose to run that device or until the device is supported, um, you'll continue to have Windows 10. So no, it's Day 366, yeah. it doesn't change into a licensed model and, and now suddenly you have to pay for it. No. So nothing's going to stop functioning no. or anything like that? No. So, so Windows 10 is a, is a full license for the length and breadth of the time that you're using that device or until the supportability of the device goes out. Well, but that's a big change for Microsoft, right? Absolutely. I mean, from, a, yeah. from the licensing model of purchasing and the upgrades and all of those. Is this almost kind of Windows as a service now? Yes, so obviously we're moving to, to a model where we want to we wanna ensure that our, our customers have the latest, greatest in the products, uh, both from a security feature set, uh, but also in terms of the innovations, you know, that they get those innovations uh, as soon as possible. So we are moving to a model of, of delivering Windows as a service, and as we create new features, the Windows Insider program I referred to uh, will continue to survive. Mm-hmm. So if customers want to want to get the latest, greatest, especially those tech enthusiasts in the market, uh, want to see what's happening and what's coming down the line still, stay in the Insider program and you'll get the updates there. And, and then as, as they are tested, as we've done over the last uh, couple of years with this product, our consumers will start to get the updates immediately. But, but I think it's important just to kind of to, to make mention that there's so many people who still don't have those automatic updates um, in, enabled, and that's a big danger to your mm-hmm. computer. I mean, never mind about functionality of your applications and all that, but there's a security risk because these hackers are getting smarter and smarter and smarter. Mm-hmm. You guys are pushing out a lot of security updates, and people are simply just not updating them. Um, when it gets to a point where you've got like 13 gigs worth of updates to do, and you just say, oh, I'll just never mind. But you're putting yourself at risk. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is one of the reasons why Windows as a service makes a lot of sense because mm. we can push down a lot smaller packets. So there'll be security packets, update packets in form of patches, but then also the product innovations. So the, the security updates are, are very important to land, absolutely. Make sure the packets are small enough for even South Africans, uh, you know, in low bandwidth sure. scenarios to consume. And then also the upgrade is important is whilst the upgrade is available through Windows Update, I may have many PCs in the home. Yeah. So yeah. we have created an option for consumers to create a, an offline media image okay. so they can update all their machines in their house um, to, to obviously to do that. conserve the bandwidth. 
Okay, one of the questions we did speak about off air and we said we're not going to speak about, but it's just come out three or four times already on the line. <sighs> I'm going to take a deep <sighs> breath when I say this. Why skip Windows 9 and jump to Windows 10? <laughs> You are kidding. There is a real valid answer. Um, okay. Not the one you've seen in, in social media, which okay. is quite comical. Yeah. Um, really, Windows 10 is a next generation operating system. You know, it's, it's not just a, a desktop PC operating system anymore. It really brings a whole set of new personalized um, experiences. You know, it's the only operating system on the planet that'll, that has Windows holographic computing where we start to bring your digital holograms into life in your real world. It's what we call nice. mixed reality. So there's so much in the product going forward. But, I mean, is, it, is that with, with HoloLens, right? Yes. And Minecraft. And, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and Minecraft. So, I mean, the real business application, let's be <laughs> honest, on a scale of one to ten. I mean, it's, it's also a next-generation operating system because we have so many devices in our world today. And even those that are still to come, wearables, you know, the Internet of Things, mm -hmm. as you will. So Windows 10 is is that our operating system that will land on every single screen in your world, from a smartphone, a tablet, a PC, your console, uh, to your, your in-room entertainment, to even industry, you know, retail POS systems, embedded systems on, on manufacturing lines. Windows 10 will be everywhere, and, and, and that's, that's a key difference here. Okay, so I mean, one of the, sorry, I mean, Daryl, I'm jumping in there, because no, I'm just getting, reading out these questions. It's, it was great, I actually didn't have to prepare for this at all. The questions are coming in fast and furious. So obviously there's a big demand for it. I mean, otherwise people really couldn't care, and then they'll be even worse when it goes radio silence, right? Um, so one of the things is, one of the features, I mean, so we spoke about the fact is that when you download that kind of installation kit as such, it does a check of your hardware. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's, we, you know, I've reported it in the past where one of the things it does look out for is your drivers. And if you happen to have one of those obscure drivers that connects to your printer and your printer isn't ready for Windows 10, um, then it's just not going to force Windows 10 on you and give you a bad experience. It's going to wait for those drivers to be updated and then you'll be able to install it. Yeah. So, so that's where the Windows 10 app that resides mm -hmm. on your device as part of the reservation really helps because before we even download the, the Windows 10 image to your machine, um, the app checks all your hardware drivers. And, and in a lot of cases, it starts to push the, the hardware drivers down to the machine before you do the upgrade because we want people to have a good upgrade experience. But, but, give, but, but, but given that, you know, if anybody were to have a problem, uh, something else we've included uh, directly within the Windows 10 operating system is uh, what we call the answer desk. So if you have a problem with the installation or a problem with the driver, you can literally go to the search uh, bar on the, on the bottom left, type in support, and contact support will come up. And you can you can schedule a call with a support agent. You can go straight into a live chat, uh -huh. or you can even uh, you know go through a, an extensive Q and A. So we really want people to not only enjoy the upgrade but have a good quality upgrade experience. Well, I mean that's that's quite smart because if the last thing you need is that your graphics card isn't compatible, so you've done the installation, you've done the reboot, and then nothing. And another important thing on the, the, the hardware and the, the drivers, you know, during the Windows Insider program, we've, we've tested in excess of 3.4 million different types of devices and the associated drivers. So we really wanted to make sure that our ecosystem is on board and also ready for the upgrade, which is, which is important. So now, uh, you mentioned earlier that um, Windows 10 is the next evolution of Windows, basically. So I've been playing around with Windows 10 quite a bit. Um, I've got to know Cortana a little bit better than maybe I should. But is she <laughs> so, your friend? <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, tell us how Cortana works and how it's going to work in the South African market. 
Okay, so Cortana is our digital assistant that we first made available on Windows Phone. Um, with Windows 10, we're extending Cortana to all of your devices across Windows 10. Now, for the local launch, in terms of the, the South African contest, your question, we haven't localized the Cortana service in South Africa as yet. Okay. So whilst Cortana is available to you, you'd have to change your, your regional language settings to either US or UK. Okay. Um, and the reason why Cortana is not right right now available is that we have a global rollout. Mm. Um, you know, we, we announced Cortana on, on PC and tablet um, in seven countries now. We have another eight countries in this calendar year. Um, we just don't have line of sight of when when we localize the service because for Cortana to truly turn on all the, the experience for you, yeah. you know, we need to make sure that the searching and the mapping and all those tools are locally relevant to us as South Africans. Would it come in the 11 official languages or mainly just English once it rolls out in South Africa? Probably start with English, okay. um, but I can't share any more on that at this oh. stage. But Good question. <laughs> um, just, just, just for those who don't know, what does Contana do? I mean, it does great searches. Just give us some features. I mean, specifically what it does. It tells you jokes. Yeah. So, so, it tells so, you jokes. So, how much time have you had on your hands? I've spent quite a bit of time with Cortana. <laughs> you seem a bit too friendly with it. Yeah. So, so Cortana is really a personal digital assistant. You know, they can have an impact on everything in your life. Uh, obviously, you configure Cortana based on your interests, based on those areas that you want help with. So she can help with helping you make sure you, you meet your next appointments on time. And if you don't, uh, rescheduling them potentially, also giving you a heads up on traffic patterns uh, to say, hey, you're running late for your next meeting. Either you leave now or we need to reschedule. Uh, you can ask her to, you know, you, you can talk to you, any of your device and saying, please uh, send uh, send a message to Joe or next time I see my wife, hmm. make sure I, I remember my anniversary and make sure I get a gift on time. Sure. So, so it can really um, evolve um so, I mean, it's, All it's the task you fulfill. And it's much more beyond just a normal search. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw an amazing demo of Contano when I was in China that he was speaking in Chinese and saying, find me all the pictures I've taken in my holiday in January. Yes. And this thing just found everywhere from where they were stored on your OneDrive, where they were stored locally. And I think that's one of the biggest frustrations is that we take so many pics and we've got so many documents. But we file them everywhere. Yeah. So today's a good idea under my documents because I'm like, you know, regiment, but the next day is on my desktop and after it's my USB sticks. And Cortana really helps. Kind of, kind of sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly what Cortana and Search that's so fully integrated into the platform does. So when I go into the search bar on the operating system to look for a document or a photograph, mm-hmm. um, you set up the the operating system to either just search the, the, the local machine or it can search your local machine or your cloud storage right. as well as go out and search on the internet and give you an aggregated view of that. So that really helps us to find those magic moments that we've, we've maybe forgotten. And, and will it search beyond just the OneDrive? Will it go to other cloud services as well? Again, it's how you configure it, but the well, default is, is OneDrive. Is OneDrive. Yes. Yeah, at, at the moment, uh, once I boot up Cortana, it says, good morning, let's get your day started. I've got my weather, my calendar, uh, what music I'd like to listen to, and then the uh, top news headlines. And did you set that up for that, or did it understand what you were trying to do every day and therefore put it together? It seems to aggregate everything by itself, so it's cool because I'm always checking the weather, always checking the headlines. But, but again, you go into Cortana and you, you can configure those settings. So you can say under entertainment, I'm tra- tracking certain celebrities. Under certain news articles, I'm tracking you know, maybe Cliff Central sure. as an example. Um, even people and, and content. So you configure that, and once you configure it on any one of your devices, it synchronizes those settings. Uh-huh. So if there's certain appointments or even 
flight schedules, I'm flying to Cape Town, it'll actually monitor whether your flight's running late or on time and give you give you notification pop-ups in that hello today section. You know, so we are so engrossed in the web today. When we get into the office, we typically search a lot of things. Cortana can go out and do that, aggregate that, and give I you a, a summary every day. Okay. I mean, Stuart, um, um, kind of that leads us to a great question from Stuart who wants to know, um, is there something called Continuum? Which um, basically it's the same operating system, um, same experience on multiple devices. Just take yeah. us through that. Yeah. So Windows Continuum, as I said, Windows 10 has got so many new great features. You know, we want to make sure that we don't just mobilize the device, but we mobilize people's experience because we all go about our day and we go about our business. But Windows Continuum is a new feature we have where you can change between desktop mode and tablet mode. So if I have a, a new mm. form factor device, we call it two-in-one, where the screen is attached to a keyboard and a mouse, the moment I detach the screen from the device, the operating system recognizes I'm changing the hardware state. Right. An input mode was probably keyboard and mouse, now changes to touch, pen and inking, gestures, right. voice. So it changes into a tablet mode, and that can be prompted for the user to change to a tablet mode, which is what you would see in a Windows 8.1 experience, just better, because okay. I still have access to my core applications and services. And then when I plug that screen back into the keyboard, it changes back to a desktop mode. So, so it's we, great. It's, it, it kind of identifies the states that you're in. Um, yeah. So if you're using your tablet, nice big buttons, spaced apart, um, nice big keyboard, as soon as you plug it back in, mouse and keyboard reattaches. Correct. And then does that translate to your mobile phone as well? So we, we, we have made that announcement around uh, Windows 10 for phone um, that we have Continuum extending into the, the smartphone. So if you have a, um, a Lumia 1320 as an example and I connect that to an external monitor through a, through a, a Continuum box, mm -hmm. if I will, um, then, then the actual full processing capabilities of the smartphone is rendered on, say, your 23-inch external monitor. So you can start to still receive SMSs, phone calls, WhatsApp messages on your phone, but you can be breaking that into a, a, an, an Excel, full-blown Excel experience sure. on your 23-inch and use it and, and continue to use it as a computer. All right. I mean, this is getting better and better as we speak. Guys, yep. keep those questions coming in. We're getting quite a few of them, and we'll be back after this. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. CliffCentral.com She'll be the death of me, at least we'll both be numb And she'll always get the best of me, the worst is yet to come But at least we'll both be beautiful and stay forever young This I know, this I know She told me don't worry about it She told me don't worry no more We both know we can Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Levon Segev on cliffcentral.com. And that was The weekend with Can't Feel My Face.
Can you feel your face after I, the weekend? I'm not sure I'm loving this DJ voice of yours, Shadow. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, mate, there's a sex talk on Fridays at 10 o'clock. Maybe really? You, you should kind of give them a bash. Maybe I should join in. Oh, my yeah. God. On E. <laughs> <laughs> join in on E. Okay, we're back on Talking Tech on CliffCentral.com, and we are talking Windows 10 and Daryl Lillington in studio. Hey. And Anthony from Microsoft is giving us all the lowdown. And one of the questions we received, we were receiving a lot of these kind of questions, but one of them has come from Nick on the um, WeChat, who says, Hi guys, what about the rumors of snooping and sharing of Wi-Fi password in Windows 10? Cheers, Nick. Cheers, Nick, for that question. So, tell us about this. Uh, great, Nick. Thanks for that. You know, obviously, Microsoft uh, considers everyone's privacy top, top priority. Um, you know, if you look at Wi-Fi, uh, we have a feature called Wi-Fi Sense, which allows you to natively allow your your Wi-Fi to be shared with with your friends. Now, very importantly, you as a user can turn that feature on or off. Okay, okay number one. And number two, when it does do a Wi-Fi sense and, and share your Wi-Fi with a friend that's maybe come over for a bra and you you know you're using the, what the, the most relevant network, it doesn't share your passwords either during that during that activity. Um, you know, insecurity is very important, you know, especially, you know, you spoke earlier about consumers being concerned about security and hackers. You know, we, we are providing a, an even better Windows Defender, uh, application within the operating system to protect you from viruses. Also things like smart filtering on your browser pages. So when you do unsuspectingly reach a, a, a website that maybe is trying to, uh, load, uh, malware or do a phishing attack on your device, the, the smart filtering will automatically detect that. Make you aware of it, but at the same time fix it, you know, which is key. Many, many people don't necessarily know how to, how to resolve such problems that the system is doing that natively. And, and is bit def- this is Bitdefender, right? It's Windows Defender. Defender. Sorry, yeah. Defender. And does that come with all version, all editions of Windows 10 or is this going to be only the business ones? No, this is, this the starts process. with Windows 10 Home. At, yes. And all the way, and all, and yes. all the way up. Yes. Okay. So just to be absolutely clear, Wi-Fi Sense does not Share your Wi-Fi password. It shares your network in Correct. a secure way, but nobody can sit on their machine and go, "Oh, your password is one two three four five and you have full control whether you can enable it or disable it. One hundred percent. Rumor put to bed. Yes. Yes. All right, Fantastic. Good. Nick. I hope awesome. you're happy with that. So asked and answered. Cool. Uh, another thing is, I've noticed that Windows 10 has a Xbox One streaming application. Oh, the gamer comes out. Yep, the game is coming out in full force. No, you know what's cool is, I was watching movies with my wife last night, and there was something that she was watching, and I just really couldn't watch it. So I pulled out my laptop, switched on the Xbox One, and my wife looks at me and she goes, no, not happening. And I was like, no, 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 just give me a few seconds. Laptops out, switched on, start streaming, and she looks at me and she goes, "Oh my word, you're playing Xbox One on your PC. How are you doing that?" Yeah, so you, you, you've hit on one of those uh, sore points in the in the in the living room where everybody <laughs> wants to take charge of the living room from the wife to the husband to the child wanting to play games. Yeah, but with with Xbox and Windows 10, we're really taking it to the next level. You know, we've brought the run times together of all of our devices, phones, PCs, tablets, Xboxes. So there are a couple of great features for the gamers out there. You've you've hit on on one of those, and thanks for even using it. Yeah, you know, it's great. Have, it's fantastic. Where you have the ability to stream your Xbox One game to any Windows 10 device in the home. So you don't all have to be in the living room. Everyone can, can, can enjoy the content they want to and experience it. The other thing we've also done is brought the DirectX 12 engine 
to the Windows 10 PC. So you'll have really great gaming experiences and, and, and you know, a high graphic experience at that. Yeah. Some other things we've also done for those hardcore gamers out there who like multiplayer online gaming, we now have the ability to do multiplayer online gaming across devices. So you could be on your Xbox One, someone could be on a, on a big uh, gaming machine, someone yeah, could yeah. be on a tablet, and you could be playing the same online multiplayer game. Um, so, so really changing the game in terms of gaming. Sure. That's but I mean, insane. What, what happens to the controller? I mean, just as a stupid well, non-gamer question. Well, from what I've seen is it either stays connected to the Xbox One or you can link it up to your PC. Because if I'm upstairs or away from the actual console itself, am I, do you use my mouse and keyboard or? Your Windows 10 PC will recognize your Xbox controller. Yes, I'm sure. Well, yeah, one so more you, time. Your Windows 10 PC will recognize, will recognize your Xbox controller. Is it what, so, Bluetooth so you, or? Ex- yes. So you, okay. you'll, you'll do a connection to the, wow. the, the laptop wherever you might be in, in the home. So you don't need, you're not dependent on the controller being directly connected to this. So no line of sight you don't need. You can be literally in another room using streaming. your streaming and, oh, that's just wow. Yeah. And it works really, really well. well. How, how was the, I mean, was any, I mean any lag? Any uh, s- a little bit of jitter when I checked it out, but apart from that, it's full on, it's smooth, it's, it's fantastic. Well, if you think use. about what you're trying to do, I mean, the fact is, we have trouble streaming YouTube videos. <laughs> I mean, but now you're talking about full 3D animation, full blown sound over your local Wi-Fi through a PC. Yeah. With your Xbox controller. No, that's just wow. It's awesome. It's such a great experience. And then just on, just on security, you know, one more thing on security mm-hmm. and, and, you know, people are worried about the identities and, and how do they protect the device. Windows 10 has multi-factor authentication built into the product. So I can use my smartphone and tablet to authenticate against the device. Now, obviously that's very relevant for our, for our enterprise commercial customers. But another cool feature, you know, our, our, manu- our manufacturing partners are bringing some great hardware to market this this year, and you'll see a new feature in Windows 10 called Windows Hello, uh, lighting up on on specific hardware. Now, what Windows Hello is, is it allows me to log on or authenticate on my device using facial recognition or, or iris sure. iris recognition. So you no longer will need win- usernames and passwords anymore. You can literally be the authentication into your devices. I mean, that's how, that's how kind of like the tech has changed. You know, you see those futuristic movies where you walk past and he goes, hello, John. Uh, it kind of just knows that it's you and it just gives you your settings. But I mean, the future is here, as they say. We just don't know it yet. <laughs> um, and Windows 10 seems to be, seems to be doing its rounds. Um, another quick question that has come through from Jack who wants to know how dissimilar or familiar will I be with Windows 10? Do I start learning everything from scratch? How does that work out? Well, that's a fantastic question. You know, Windows 10 is the best Windows, uh, very importantly, because all the feedback we got from customers. So what you'll pleasantly find in the platform is the Windows Start button is back, uh, the traditional Windows menu structures there. The only niceties is we've added some new features that we got from, from our insiders. We also blended uh, the Windows 8.1 Start menu, as you would, would have known it, that integrated with the, the the desktop menu. So there's still that level of personalization. And if there's specific applications or services I subscribe to, I can still configure that menu in a way that's very personal. But at the same time, it's familiar to you. You know, you'll find your start button, the power buttons where you would expect to find them. And we've done a lot of work uh, using the search engine. So if I want to know, you know, what applications on my device are aware of my location, mm. I go into the search button, I type location, and it goes straight into the location settings. You don't have to wonder what Where are the control okay. menu features and, and menu structures and 
where do I need to find that? It's very simple. If you want to understand your Wi-Fi, your Bluetooth settings, you just put it in the search and it pops up. Um, so we're really trying to make sure that that user experience is familiar, but also easy. I, I, I'm kind of seeing us take us being out of work soon because <laughs> we used to love you all to go do, oh no, just go into control panel and yeah. we shall tell you where it is. It's very deep in there. Look, um, now I'm, it's a matter of just putting a search and you're good to go. I'm literally, I've, I've got the Windows 10 platform in front of me right now and everything that we're discussing, I'm like typing in to actually check whether it works and it does. Are you like double checking yeah, to make so sure he knows his stuff? This so is your job interview. I know my stuff. I love this. this is, your salary depends on this. You so know? I, I just typed in location and it says location privacy settings. Change your country or region, my GPS location, my phone. And, it's location. and, and is everything pretty simple? I mean, pretty yeah. non, non-techie, straightforward pretty kind, of, kind, of, kind of idea. You can type in anything. So I'm looking for my mail clients. I'll type in the name of my work. Mail clients will come up. I've seen someone tweet out saying that the default um, mail application and calendaring application is so good they're no longer going to be using Outlook. That's how powerful it is. Absolutely, it's, it's great, and you know it's what we we're calling the new universal applications, which is a new way to build applications. Um, really, what the the application will do is it'll render the mail client or the the calendaring client based on the hardware you're on. So if I'm on a small uh, four-inch smartphone, it renders the application in the way that I expect Correct. to interact with it. When I'm on a big device with a bigger screen, with a bigger processing capability, it renders that exact same app in a different way that makes sense for users. You know, the, 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 the experience yeah, is sure. familiar, but the way I enjoy the, the applications is, is Top uh, significantly better. Um, uh, since we're running out of time because it's now 10, uh, uh, 10 minutes to go, um, some cool features to look out for? I think very importantly, people want to know, you know, is it going to be compatible with my world? We've done a lot of work with the Insider program to make sure that it'll just work with your existing software and your existing applications. The minimum ho- hardware requirements is is the equivalent to Windows 7, mm-hmm. so we've not changed that in any way. Uh, we've made sure the system is fast, fast from startup, boot, hibernate, you know, be able to f- switch between applications very quickly, and that's a new feature we've added. We've added in a... Some of you may remember Alt Tab. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've now got an elevated experience of that called Task Lists, which allows you to navigate through your applications and content very quickly. We have a snapping feature that allows you to snap four applications in each quadrant of the screen. So when you're working across documents and that, it's made it much easier. And when you are a, a power user with many applications open, we also have a feature for you to create multiple desktops. So by one simple click, you open up another desktop and you can start to move applications between your desktops so that you've got that much more um, real estate to work with. I mean, so when you talk about the desktop, could I have maybe my kids' gaming desktop with their application and my desktop completely separate? Well, we've seen two types of uses here. We've seen uh, people set up their their work desktop, which will have their corporate applications and mail. They'll open up a second desktop for their personal mail, their music, and and the content services they love. Uh, We've even seen people opening up desktops by application. Because they want to render the full real estate of the application oh, and be it. able to, we have hotkeys that help you switch sure. between desktops very quickly. And lastly, you know, if, if, if I have the disposable income for external monitors, um, I can push a virtual desktop to every different monitor. So think of those scenarios if I'm a gamer or if I'm a developer or if I'm, if I'm a student working across many experiences. I mean, that make that, that, I mean, it's nice from what I'm kind of seeing from this and I'm kind of busy waiting for my, um, semi-patiently waiting for my Windows 10 to, to, to come. Um, but what we can, what I'm kind of taking away from our discussions and from kind of Daryl's experience as well is that it's all about being personal. It's all about a great experience and it's all about understanding individual hardware 
so that everything renders according to what I happen to be using right now. Well, that makes complete sense to me. Um, the fact that everything is stored out in the cloud at OneDrive means when I go to my second application, I'll have access to my documents and I have access to settings, things of that nature. Those kind of transfer across. So a lot of it seems to be about kind of the world where we're going to, where the hardware seems to be less important because everything's out in the cloud. Yeah. Kind of, that's kind of where, where I'm going. Quick one from my side before we wrap up. Um, Obviously, Windows 10 comes with an install size, and people are going to be downloading it. So as Africa is very mobile, everyone connects to their mobile data, would you recommend Wi-Fi connection with unlimited data, and how big is the file that they'll be downloading? So the upgrade file is 3 gig. Um, so obviously, if you have the bandwidth to download the upgrade, it's great. But that's also, as I mentioned to you, why we've created the the option for our customers to download a MIA media ISO file yeah. that they can then burn to a USB stick or a, or a DVD drive, and then they can you know do the upgrade offline. The other choices are, you know, we have worked with our retailers, so f- incredible connection. You know, have got tech benches where people can do the upgrades in store yeah. or offline. So there's a couple of scenarios that we've made available to to people. Cool. All right, I think we've got um, most of our questions answered. Um, guys, keep on um, keep these things coming in, and then we can obviously reach out to Anthony as well and kind of get some answers, feed them back to you. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much basically takes care of it. If you guys have booked your particular reserve button, um, be patient, stay in there. Um, don't force it because you might have some incompatible drivers, some arbitrary things that nobody's heard of out of the 3.4 <laughs> million devices they did test. Um, if you're on Windows 95, please keep it because you'll be worth a lot of money still. Um, but yeah, I mean, effectively it's coming and it's just a matter of time before getting the right file and getting your experience to be the right thing. So hang in there a couple of more days. I'm sure it's around, around the corner. Um, Anthony, I mean, what Microsoft's um, Twitter account is it at Microsoft SA? Yeah, or you can you can go to our Facebook page, um, or you can even go hashtag Windows Ten. Um, if there's any way that you can get a hold of us, they're out there for us. And, and they've got that support feature available, so if you do get stuck, they'll definitely take that call and make that available to you. Absolutely, and good luck with the upgrade. Well, it's coming, it's coming, Daryl. Thank you very much. I mean, you love your Windows Ten. Yep, most definitely. It's like was easy to get you here today. So <laughs> I know the stuff. Hey, do you want to cover Windows Ten? Yes, we'll be there now. All right, we're there. We're there. Um, you've written a couple of articles on Auntie News Africa as yep. well about Windows Ten. Top voice commands that you can use uh, for Cortana, which is. Quite Those funky. work out really well. All right, cool. But that's right. No spoilers. People must do it themselves. Fantastic. All right, awesome. All right, thanks for joining us. Thanks um, for having um, up to another episode. Until next week, it's at Liron underscore S-E-G-E-V, alternatively, thetechyguy.com, and the podcast on cliffcentral.com. Thank you. Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Liron Segev, on cliffcentral.com. <laughs>